Now let's take a look at the semiconductor sector. Mish Schneider is with us, Director of Trading Education and Research at MarketGauge.com. Mish, thanks so much for being with us. Obviously, we've seen tech selling off on the heels of the rapid rise in bond yields, right, which makes their future earnings worth less, and that's the idea behind it and why these tech stocks sometimes have this inverse relationship. But if it doesn't happen as quickly, right, I think it was the rapid pace this time and last time um, that spooked investors. Maybe if it just went a little slower, things would be okay. What are you thinking here? Well, yes, we're definitely seeing some, well, it's the biggest tech selling we've seen in a decade uh, with many, many, a record number of tech stocks down 50% or more. And of course, just look no further than Kathy Wood's ARC, which is down 44% and all those disruptive tech stocks just been murdered. So if that was any kind of precursor, it was really the start of a suggestion that the cycle for tech could be over and everything cycles, nothing goes up forever. So the question is going to be with the chips, obviously we have some fundamental, a very, very strong demand, low supply, um, with a lot of innovation. Samsung, for example, is just forecasted to go up 52% in its earnings because of the fact that it's rapidly working towards creating more chips. But let's just talk about the space in general. It is interest rate sensitive, for sure. But even putting that aside, because where are we going with interest rates? It's like really saying that these stocks have done so well, partly because of all of the free money and accommodative Fed, that just raising the rates to maybe max three quarters of a percent by the end of 2022 is too much for these companies. And so you have to be really careful now. Lots of people have been saying, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And so what we really need now is to see exactly what that dip looks like. Some stocks. So you're saying buy. you're not saying buy the dip. You're not saying buy the dip at all. So you're not a fan of, of these names that have been beaten down. Well, first of all, we have earnings season. So let's practically say that we can be a little bit patient here and see how things react after earnings. If we get some kind of flush, we find some kind of floor. I mean, you're going to go to the stocks that are doing well. Last time I was on with you, we talked about Qualcomm, and that's still doing well. It's holding up. So I would look there. I would look at my ground. That's still holding up. Obviously, you know, Apple's always a contender because it's historically done well. But some of these other stocks that could be, even though they have such great fundamentals, Fundamentals like NVIDIA, I would really wait. But one great thing to look at here is really the SMH, which is the ETF for semiconductors, because you're going to get a right. general idea. And we just broke under 300 after making all-time highs not too long ago. So what that tells me now is, where are we going to stop? Are we going to go to 280 and find a floor? I think overall, we're in a general trading range mentality for the year all around, except with exceptions for value stocks and some cyclicals and commodities. But in terms right. of tech, yeah, we. I would. I would be cautious before I would just go on that automatic buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip because we're always expecting growth to exceed. That may actually be done for a time. Yeah. So and nobody knows. That's the thing. I mean, there's others who bought the dips over the last decade and did so incredibly well doing so. But at, with each dip, you just don't know. Are you more comfortable, let's say, buying something like Apple and Microsoft? than you would be with something like ARC? <laughs> 
Well, you'd have to be really feeling pretty confident that the end of the, of this sell-off in ARC is near, and it's possible. It's actually holding some historical low here. Technically, if you look at the chart and you put in sort of a wedge line going back for years since the inception of ARC. But I would not be buying that falling knife right now. I mean, Palantir is a perfect example. Everybody has been buying options in Palantir thinking it bottomed at 19. Well, then it went to 18, then it went to 17, and now it's trading below 17 in the mid-16s. Where's the bottom? So you've got to be careful with that. In terms of companies like you're talking about, would I look at Micron? Would I look at a Qualcomm? Would I look at NVIDIA or Apple? Yes, but I would certainly not be buying with confidence at this point until I see further proof that these tech stocks and these chip stocks aren't really kind of near the end. And like I said in the beginning, that ARC isn't some kind of precursor to what could happen to a right. lot of these tech stocks. Right. And just don't get crazy. Don't do everything on one day. I mean, I see what you're saying because you gave a great example with Palantir, right? People thought maybe the selling was done and it wasn't done. Not to say that it's not a great company or something might ha change, but if you put it all in in one day, you, you missed it. Um, maybe. And so that being said, there are some names that you are featuring today that you were looking at names like Twitter and Etsy that you said uh, oversold, you're watching Netflix. Tell me a little bit about some of the other names that you're watching closely like these. Well, I, quite honestly, Nicole, I'm not really heavy into the tech space right now, but if I were looking anywhere, I would be looking at Intel, for example, which was sleeping for years. So now that's actually yeah. going counter to the trend. So that would be an interesting place to look. In terms of it's not really tech, but it's somewhat oriented, IBM made a huge move up. In fact, that's part of the reason why the Dow's done so well. So I think, uh, you know, looking at Twitter, I do believe that Twitter although it's had a lot of bad press lately, could actually emerge a little bit stronger as we get into the year. Etsy's always a good company, but right now the consumerism has been more staples than actual discretionary. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back and I'm looking at right now really more focused on transportation. I, I heard your last story about uh, uh, the Delta Airlines. I think we'll see a surge there. I'm looking more at commodities still, even precious metals. And I'm looking at uh, some things like really, believe it or not, in the pharma space, particularly medical supplies that have been really pulled back because the focus has been on COVID. And once that goes away, people will start going back for regular procedures. Yeah, so medical supplies, transportation, commodities. I, I just saw oil, for example, is at the highest level since mid-November. Um, transportation I thought was interesting. I was doing the one week, and I looked at the Dow Jones transportation average. That was down, too. Uh, there was just no love for stocks, for the most part, unless you were financial, it seemed. Yeah, well, this whole idea of the Fed taking away the milk, for lack of a better word, has spooked the market, and people are going to have to readjust their attitude. People, a lot of traders haven't been around much longer than 2008, but if you go back before 2008, it wasn't like there wasn't money to be made in the market. You just had to think a little bit differently, and you certainly couldn't just be, like I said before, a train seal buying every dip on the right. growth stocks thinking... Things go up forever. Your reality sets in at a point. 
That's right. And that's why it's so important to do the fundamentals and, um, you know, go back to the basics sometimes and have a hedge in your portfolio. And, uh, you know, for people who have been in the market a long, long time, sometimes there's easy money and sometimes it's hard to make a buck. I get it, Mish. Thank you. Mish Schneider, always wonderful to see you. Happy New Year. Thank you always for being on the show with us at MarketGage.com. Thank you so much, Mish.